Hi, this is Sheldon Primus with Safety Consultant with Sheldon Primus. That's the podcast that helps you learn the business of being a safety consultant. I'm going to continue that tradition right now with Safety Consulting 101. This is the second annual Safety Consultant 101 that we're going to do. And I am going to go over everything to finding your perfect client, choosing the name that will fit and resonate with that client. We're going to learn how to write proposals. Can I have a one-on-one time for those people who would like to speak with me one-on-one and time to reflect about what we learn? Learn about partnerships and CEUs and how to use those to boost your business. Learn about event coordination, email marketing, and even instructional design. That's Safety Consulting 101. To find out more information about the event, go to viewstub.com forward slash safety consulting 101. That's viewstub.com forward slash safety consulting 101. In today's episode, we will talk about creating a winning safety bio and choosing the right safety designation for yourself and the tip of the week. Hi, I'm Sheldon Simons. I'm here to help you learn the business of safety consulting. This podcast, The Safety Consultant, will give you the tools to be your own boss by protecting the safety and health of others. It's a win-win. But before this episode, here's a message from our sponsor. Start your own safety consulting business. Your knowledge and experience can give you the freedom of being your own boss. I'm Sheldon Primus. I've been a consultant since 2008. I've developed the Safety Consultant Blueprint to give you a step-by-step guidance to get your safety consulting business started. Go to safetyconsultantblueprint.com, enter the code PODCAST for 20% off of your registration. Experience the amazing feeling of taking charge of your own destination while helping others become safe and sound. Welcome back to the Safety Consultant Podcast. We are in Episode 7. So in Episode 7, what I want to focus on is just getting you the idea that you need and the, the training that you need for proposals. Your proposals are very, very important. That's after you get your meeting, you finally talk to somebody, the decision maker, you shook hands with the decision maker, you got together, you guys decided, let's go ahead and work on this project a little bit further. But before we could do this project, I need you to give me a proposal. And now you've got a whole bunch of things that you have to quantify. So this quantification, including the scope of services, how it's going to be provided, how it's going to be disseminated, the cost, how it's delivery time, what are the deliverables. All this comes in the proposal. So there's many types of proposals. I've seen proposals that they basically look like they're just somebody who's out there as a mechanic and they've got a handwritten looking document and the proposal will just... uh, show like a quantity number on the left and in the middle it's where they're going to write down you know what they're going to do 
you know, 10-hour OSHA construction class. And then quantity on the left is going to say 20 because you're going to have 20 people. And then you'll have the line item per 20 and then the total in the next column. And that's pretty much what they're going to do with the proposal. Uh, those proposals are few and far between if they're working for you. I've uh, quite honestly, I don't think I've ever seen a proposal like that work. That's uh, Bush League. <laughs> it's one of those things that you're you're not going to get much business if your proposals look like that, uh, especially if you uh, if your proposals are supposed to be something that looks like you could handle regulatory assignments and regulatory projects. The government doesn't give you regulatory wording that looks like it's Bush League, so you can't give a client anything of a proposal that's going to look like that. So I'm going to go over the structure of what a proposal can be, and if you want to follow along with me, you could go to sheldonprimus.com slash proposals sheldonprimus.com backslash proposals you'll see it there if you wanted to check another site you could go to safetyconsultant.us slash proposals same proposal uh, whichever ones you want to see and uh, the safetyconsultant.us uh, that website is a new website that I'm putting together and you'll see it uh, change and change and change in some ways. But uh, that safetyconsultant.us is meant for a resource center for those of you that are getting into the safety consultant field. So safetyconsultant.us slash proposals. And you will be able to get your copy of this proposal that I'll sample proposal that I'll be using today. All right. First and foremost, you need to have taking really detailed notes uh, during your meeting so that you could have a nice layout of work, scope of work. And hopefully you've asked all the right questions so you know what you're going to provide and you know what the client's going to provide during the services. And uh, when you are thinking a proposal, you want this proposal to be a document that's going to be good to look at as well as it's going to bring the reader to the next thought so let's say they get a question reading one section the answer to that question should always be on that proposal because uh, it's going to be a complete document of what the service is going to be how you're going to serve them and what kind of time frame what they're going to get what's required of you what's required of them that's all there, and I even add some extra stuff on top of that. All right, let's start with the layout of this proposal. So very first, I'm using uh, Word. So those of you that are using an Apple product, uh, it's going to be a little different than what I'm seeing here. Some of you can have Word with Apple, but I am first and foremost using the Microsoft Word program. So in the Microsoft Word program, I open up a blank document and the blank document I'm going to first put the heading on. So the heading is going to be the project title. So let's say it's going to be a 10 hour OSHA construction course. I'm going to put that right in there and I'm going to make sure that on that 10 hour OSHA construction course I'll just put the company's name. So 
let's say 10 hour construction course for Primus Construction. So that's my project title right there on top. Then the next thing that I wanna do is I am going to uh, go ahead and put your cursor on the very top of that title, the very first, and you want to uh, go and, again, this is on the Word documents, you want to insert, you'll see in the very top of your Word doc, file, home, insert, design, layout, uh, references, mailing, reviews, view, help, and uh, Acrobat is going to be the last. I believe I'm using the most recent version of Microsoft Word as of this recording in 2019. So uh, that is the layout in the very top navigation bar for Word. You want to insert. And once you hit insert, it's going to pop up on your very left, your page break. So you want to insert a page break. And then what you're going to do there is you also um, want to put your cursor on that new page that's above where your title, your project title is. And then you're going to scroll down to where it says References. And you're going to do Table of Contents, which is on the left of References. I usually use the second one down. And the second one down on the Table of Contents is going to say Automatic Table 2. I like that one. I use that one a lot. So automatic table two is the one that I'm using for this uh, description. And once you pull that up, you'll see where it says table contents on that new blank page you made. It's going to make sure uh, it's going to give you some wording saying that you're going to need to have a heading that is recognized by that. It's okay. We'll do that later. All right. After that, you also want to go back to insert and you're gonna insert a cover page. So you're gonna scroll down. Once you hit cover page, there's a little drop down menu. Uh, it'll say built in. So go ahead and scroll, see which one looks the best to you, and choose that cover page. When that cover page opens up, you wanna put again, the heading is going to be that project title and put your client's name on that uh, front uh page the cover page and then on the bottom you'll have a spot that says your company name and then also I would I have put your your name company name and I have put in the past prepared by Sheldon Primus of whatever company I'm doing it with and uh, then that right there will show them exactly who's preparing this document uh, some people in some of those actual title cover pages will have a place for the date. So I would put the date you submit the the actual um, the actual proposal on. All right, so let's go back to the title page that you uh, the one that did the project title. So highlight that whole project title, and now you want to make sure that that is going to have a heading in the styles. So again, I'm using Word. When you go to Heading Styles, you can choose Heading 1, Heading 2, Heading 3, however you want. You want to do a Heading Style, and once you choose that style, then that is going to be eventually recognized by the Table of Contents. So let's give you, first and foremost, the things you should have in your proposal. So number one 
would be a background. I use it as Roman numeral one. You may not have a number one, just put background, that's fine. Uh, background is where you'll give one paragraph of the company overview, one paragraph of your uh, your company overview, and one pa paragraph of the client overview. So there's two paragraphs in there. If you're doing two paragraphs, each company that's fine too but you don't really need to make that too long and to get the company's overview the easiest way to do that is to go to their website copy and paste just the first paragraph on their about me page and just put it right in there so that's a company overview about them and then your company overview a paragraph about your your company that's the first heading second heading is going to be your scope and we'll talk about the scope a little later. Third heading is going to be uh, services that the client is going to provide during this project. Fourth one is going to be the services that you're going to provide. And then uh, it's going to be deliverables. That's the next one. So if you're numbering it, number five is deliverables. Number six is the period of service. Number seven will be the cost of service. Number eight will be the payment structure, so just say payment. And then uh, you could add supplemental information or addendums or anything else after that. What I usually do is I add a consultant bio. So I'll do that. And I have also used in the past a section nine, which is the contract agreement, and therefore I'm making a proposal also a contract. So I've done that too and uh, have someone sign off on those so they know exactly what uh, their role is and my role is. So that's what I'll do. And then with my bio, I also add a little testimonial at the end of my bio of what people have said about my training or my services, regardless of uh, just depends on what they're looking for. All right, so we talked about background. Let's backtrack to scope of work. So right now, we're in that section that says scope of work. And again, if you really want to uh, grab a template, then go ahead and go to sheldonprimus.com slash proposal or safetyconsultant.us slash proposal, and you'll get a, a picture or actually you'll download a sample template that I have for a proposal so you can follow along. All right, so we're in the next section. So in that one section where it says scope, you would have listened very closely to understand what that project's going to be, what that job's going to be. So therefore, that scope of work, you're going to relist it here. And I would use bullets as much as, as, much as possible instead of narrative. And so the bullets I've got in my template that you're going to sample proposal that you download, this is actually... Uh, one that I've used and I redacted some information, but I kept some information in this proposal, sample proposal, so you can kind of see the structure. So first I'm going to do the scope of the service will include the following colon, and then I'm going to write one, two, and three. Uh, if it's more things, that's fine. As many numbers as you need and make sure that you you include all the scope that you talked about in that initial meeting and then next line is uh, number three service provided by client so if there's something you just cannot do 
then go ahead and make sure that you put that in here. So uh, for instance, let's say it is that 10 hour construction class, but I need the client to provide a training facility. I need them to provide speakers or I need them to provide a projector uh, or even the screen and I'll bring my projector, however you want to put it. So that's what they're going to provide there. If it's going to be an audit, sometimes I say, well, most of the time I say, I have to have someone from the organization that understands uh, the area that I am auditing. So I'll put that right in there, right in that paperwork. So they know that I need somebody who is not just uh, an office person that's going to spend some time with me. I need someone who understands the process enough so that when we go about uh, the facility, they could uh, point me to things and they know exactly how to describe what I'm looking for. So that's what I'll put in there for services provided by client. The next line, services provided by consulting company, which is me. So then I put uh, from the scope that we all talked about, I will provide them exactly what we agreed upon in that little section. So uh, whatever it is, 10-hour course, I'm going to I'm gonna provide the training material. I'll provide, if I'm bringing my own projector, I'll provide the uh, OSHA CFRs if that's the case. However, we worked it out in our initial meeting. I'm going to write that exactly down there as the services that I am going to provide. And you could break that into um, many different phases if you want. Uh, phase one, I'm going to do this. Phase two, I'll do that. Uh, so however you, you, you want to break that down. The deliverables in the next section. You know, let's say you're doing that course and your deliverable is going to have a qualified OSHA uh, authorized OSHA instructor, excuse me, should never say qualified. Everybody knows why, right? He, OSHA doesn't qualify. They authorize. So I'm going to provide an authorized instructor. Generally, it's going to be me, but in case I can't make it, the deliverables is going to say, I'm going to have an authorized OSHA, OSHA instructor to do that class. I'll provide the material for the student handouts and then that's the deliverables they're going to have. In some cases, if you're going to deliver uh, actual product like a written program, you might say, I'm going to give you three copies of this program in Word and in PDF, or I'm going to give you a copy in Word in your email, and I'm also going to give you some that you could put into your safety manual physically, and go ahead and tell them that number. That's your one, two, three, how many? And if you're gonna provide uh, a copy in Spanish, then go ahead and put that in as well. So that's one of the things that you would put in a deliverable and make sure that the employees, excuse me, the client will know exactly what they're getting at the end of this project. Next is period of service. You want to make sure that you get a full time frame, including when this class has to be done or if you're doing a, an audit saying the service is going to be from uh, the day I receive the contract back and then it's going to end the day I give you the actual uh, written 
uh, findings or audit findings and put that in context. So you're going to say it's within a 60-day period uh, from the day we received the signed proposal, a 45-day turnaround time. It's important for the client to see how long this is going to take. So that's where I put in that period of service. Then the next one is the cost. So you'll have to go through how much it means to you as far as the project, how much you want to pay, and uh, everything else that goes into breaking down your cost. And uh, we'll do a whole actual uh, section on that. So I don't know what episode, but we'll get an episode in on cost, how to uh, get what you what you uh, are worth when it comes to uh, being a safety consultant. So you break down the cost there. And then I always refer the cost breakdown to the section that I mentioned what that scope of work is going to be. Uh, mostly it's the, the section that's that's my side, my service side. Payment. Uh, payment, I use usually an actual uh, chart version of this where on one side I'll put the payment timeline. In the middle, I'll say how much percentage of payment is needed within that uh, item on the payment timeline. And then I'll give them the payment amount. So that little um, form that I put in there is split up into three different things. Most of the time when I get the contract signed, I'm going to require half of that payment is being made at the time of signing the contract. And then I would ask for another 25% whenever I submit like a draft of the program. And then I'm going to invoice them at the end of the program too. So they're going to get a pro an uh, invoice 50% at the beginning of the proposal, another 25% invoice to them after I submit the draft. And then after they review the draft and I do my final uh, remarks, my final notes, I give them the final copy that is in the deliverables, then I will submit another invoice for that. So then in that way, I get 100% of my payment uh, through that process. Then... I could choose to do a few other things. So let's say um, I, I told you that after that, usually I do my, my consultant biography, but you could also do a summary at the very end of that. Uh, so your summary would say something to the effect is this is what this proposal is. Uh, believe that this uh, proposal will serve this need for your company. Uh, you could use the OSHA wording or uh, ASSP has this wording there uh, also that says for every dollar that you put into safety, you could expect X amount of dollars in return. So I believe OSHA right now they had um, for every dollar in safety you spend, you could get three to six dollars back in return. So you could do a summary in your proposal with that calculation and just say, you could expect by spending this amount of dollars that's mentioned in your section with your, your actual cost that you could multiply out 3 to 5% and go on the low side and say you could at least get 3 to 5 It's not percent, actually. It's uh, 3 to $5 to $1 spent. So you could get 3 uh Three to six dollars, I believe the ocean numbers are. Uh, three to six dollars, and it's in a white paper. So if you were to type in uh, OSHA.gov, go to the search bar and type in 
uh, three to five dollars, three to six dollars, a return of investment, or even just return of investment, you should be able to pull up that white paper on OSHA's website. And uh, ASSP, um, American Society of Safety Professionals, they also have some wording like that too. So you could look that up and make sure you're using the, the most current figures. But in that way, in your summary, you are now saying my services are worth this much. Therefore, it's a shoe in It's a win-win for you. You provide X amount of dollars. Not only are you going to uh, stay compliant, not only are you going to meet your safety culture needs, but you're also going to be uh, getting a return on this investment by X amount of dollars. Put that in your summary. And there you go. You got yourself a nice completed proposal. Uh, get that proposal out. Make sure that uh, when they get that proposal that you can um, deliver to them by email or I like to do this. I physically hand in my proposals. I go to uh, my nearest office store. I get one of those report covers. And so you slide the paper in. Uh, basically, it looks like a, like a book once you open it up. It's one page. It's plastic. So you slip your paper in between the plastic, and there's a, a hard, rigid plastic white binder um, clip, if you will, that you slide over the whole report so you're going to do a report page and you hand that to the actual client and they get in their hand a actual physical copy of this proposal the nice uh, report paper style and now you could talk to them if they have questions if you forgot anything you could now revise it when you go back and then get another report out for them so that's the uh, a nice way to present your proposal and it's going to look really good for uh, the people who receive that and it's going to be a, a wonderful way for you to present uh, your proposal to the client and make you look completely professional uh, as you're as you're delivering this so that's it make sure you grab a copy of uh, the proposal sample the template that I have for you so go to those two websites it could be the sheldonprimus.com backslash proposal or safetyconsultant.us backslash proposal and you'll be able to have that proposal uh, set up for you so when we come back i am going to give you the tip of the week so the tip of the week is going to be a good one so just go ahead grab that little thing you need to drink or you can fast forward if you can't wait for me to come back and we'll give you the tip of the week see you in a little bit All right, welcome back. So the tip of the week is actually going to go towards the same idea with the proposals. I did mention that I put in my biography 
at the end of my proposals. You could do that in the end. You could do that in the beginning. Uh, one thing I didn't mention before within the context is you always want of the proposal part. You always want to go back up to the table of contents and uh, make sure for all those headings that you chose the styles in the heading section, you're going to right click on that, um, on that actual uh, area where you have the outline, right click on that and update the, the actual physical outline. Just make sure you have that updated. So a tip related to that is uh, put page numbers on your proposal. So now when they're updating the table of contents, it'll always have page numbers there as well. So you want to use that table of contents for your benefit and you want to have page numbers so it'd be quick reference for the client so they'll know exactly where to find if they want to go straight to the money what's the bottom line then they'll know it's on page whatever uh, i always do my page numbers on the bottom uh, middle i just like it that way that's good and another good thing to make your proposal look good is you want to also insert in the header your company logo so you would do insert and again you want to uh, do a header uh, click the very top one which is going to be numbers that's okay you're going to highlight that uh, where that number is or actually it'll say type highlight that and you're going to look for the picture you want to insert a picture find your logo in your your files and then put your logo right in there I like my logo to be centered. Uh, some people like it to be one side or the other, but just center your logo in the header. And once you do, it's gonna be on every page. And then on the footer, you're gonna have page numbers. So the header is gonna have your logo. The footer is gonna have the page number. The table of contents is also gonna reference each page number. And then you're gonna do that report cover on the front you're gonna have a professional looking uh, proposal that you could hand deliver to somebody and you could impress them just by the proposal that you hand them. And also, uh, if there is any changes, do that change like as quickly as possible and get that proposal back into your client's hand as quickly as possible because you really wanna make sure that you stay top of mind to them and that you are as professional as they think you are. All right, that's the tip of the week. It's a little bit of uh, some work there to, to get yourself familiar with it. If you can't figure it out, you might wanna go to upworks.com and get someone professionally there that you could hire to, to work on that. But you could do this, man. I gave you a template, work the template. All right, have a wonderful week and I'll see you next Monday. The Safety Consultant Podcast is brought to you by the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. To take this course, go to www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. For show notes, go to the safetyconsultantpodcast.com. That is safetyconsultantpodcast.com. Please go to whatever service you're listening to this podcast and review us. Let us know how we're doing. And by us, I mean me. It's just me, you know. So anyway, get to your podcast service and let us know. Let me know how I'm doing and uh, what you would like to hear, too. Have a great day.
Whether you're streaming, gaming, video chatting, or doing it all at once, GigSpeed Internet from Xfinity makes you a multitasking champion. That's simple, easy, awesome. Learn more about GigSpeed Internet or ask about other popular plans. Enjoy faster downloads, more of the gaming you love, and a better streaming experience on all your devices. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store to get a great offer. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Whether you're streaming, gaming, video chatting, or doing it all at once, GigSpeed Internet from Xfinity makes you a multitasking champion. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. Hey, this is Sheldon Primus with Safety Consultant with Sheldon Primus. And that's the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. I just want to invite you this September to an event called OSHA Compliance Help. This event is going to be co-hosted with my business partner, Kevin Yarbrough. Uh, Kevin Yarbrough has retired from OSHA as the assistant area director of the Tampa office, and he has 26 years of service with OSHA. So in this event, what we're going to do is we're truly going to go over things that have uh, effectively been hard for people to understand about OSHA. So we'll talk about how to survive and thrive through an OSHA audit, OSHA record keeping, understanding the CFRs, how to decode compliance letters, and much, much more. This is going to be your time to truly talk to someone who's been in the business and someone who's been in OSHA together. So go to viewstub.com forward slash OSHA compliance help. Viewstub.com forward slash OSHA compliance help for more information and for event tickets.